to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Well, today we are continuing our Hearing the Voice of God series and we've been in a week of prayer and fasting. Today is the hump day. It's halfway. Who's been fasting this week? You know, it's good. A lot of rumbling stomachs in the room. So if you hear something, don't acknowledge it. We're, let's have grace for each other today in, in the rumbling stomachs. It's all good. It's all good. And John 10, 3 to 5, it shows us that Jesus is our good shepherd and that we are his sheep. Let's, let's get into it. Verse 3, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they'll never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And so as sheep, as followers of Jesus, we run away from the stranger's voice and we choose to listen and follow our good shepherd's voice who calls us by name. Our God is calling us by name. He, he knows you and I intimately. And in every season of life, no matter what that looks like, He is calling us now. He is a good, good God. God has spoken to us through the written Scriptures, as we've read in, in John 10 as well. And He is continually speaking to us every day in so many different ways. He can speak to us through any situation and through anyone. And so when it comes to our struggle with hearing the voice of God, because we can all struggle at times, the issue isn't that God's not speaking. It's that we aren't always the best at hearing. It's true. My, my wife, Susie, and I, we have two daughters, beautiful girls. Our eldest, Myla, she's almost three. And Myla is now, yeah, there she is, cute. She's eating wheat bix. You can do one wheat bix and banana. Um, so it's good. Anyway, Myla is at the stage of life now where her imagination has come alive. It's blossomed. And her, her days are now full of responsibility as she looks after her toys. Full of responsibility, guys. This can look like needing to make dinner for her babies, organizing them, or needing to put them to sleep. She's very good. She doesn't even have time to say hi to me when she runs through the door from daycare. She just runs straight past me. I'm like, I love you. And she just runs past. She's like, I need to attend to my baby's needs. And another of Myla's toys is this old computer uh, keyboard and a mouse that she plays with. And the other morning, on Monday morning, I was trying to get her attention, trying to get her ready for daycare. Like, you know, that, that, that can be a struggle sometimes. But she insisted that she first needed to check her emails. And she told me, she said, Daddy, Daddy, uh, I'm working from home today. I need to check. She's, uh, she said this, she said, I have meetings today. I'll go to daycare later. I'm like, okay, okay, Myla. And so it's hilarious. Throughout the whole time, I'm like, Myla, Myla, I need you to listen to me. But she kept going on with her activities and responsibilities. And as all parents can attest to, sometimes you can speak to your children and they may be able to physically hear your voice, but somehow, I don't know how, they don't always respond. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah? 
we do this thing with Myla if we need her to focus and to actually hear us. We say, Myla, can you please turn your listening ears on? And then she goes, <laughs> and, then, and then listens. And so like Myla, guys, let's be like this almost three-year-old. Let's be a people who turn our ears on. Let's turn our ears on to our Heavenly Father to hear and respond. Come on, and respond to His voice. So everyone want to just do it right now? Come on, church is spicy today. That's it. And this is, you know, a lighthearted story about an almost three-year-old. But the reality is, as adults, we often do the same thing with God. We, are, we allow our lives to be filled with activities, with work, with distraction, and the busyness that it drowns out the voice of God, and we don't always have the capacity to even respond when He's speaking. And we can know that He is there with us, that God loves us. We can sit in church, we can hold a Christian culture, but still be so preoccupied with other things that we miss out on the depth, the richness, the relationship with God, where His voice is so intimately speaking to us. Catholic father and social critic Ronald Rollheiser, he says this, this, this smashed me. So yeah, hear this. We, for every kind of reason, good and bad, are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. It is not that we have anything against God, depth, and spirit. We would like these. It's just that we are habitually too preoccupied to have any of these show up on our radar screens. We are more busy than bad, more distracted than non-spiritual, more interested in the movie theater, the sports stadium, and the shopping mall and the fantasy life they produce in us than we are in church. Pathological busyness, distraction, and restlessness are major blocks today within our spiritual lives. Boom. John Ortberg, he says, For many of us, the great danger is that we'll not renounce our faith, is that we'll become so distracted and rushed and preoccupied that we'll settle for a mediocre version of it. We'll just skim our lives instead of actually living them. Huge. Busyness and distraction is robbing us of the ability to be present. Present to God, present to other people that we love present to that, all that is good and beautiful and true in this world, and even present to our own souls. And God so desires, He so desires that you and I would have emotionally healthy and spiritually rich lives where there is depth and meaning and intimacy with Him where we can hear and know His voice. And so the answer to hearing the voice of God in our busy lives is actually not more time. If I just had more time, then I could pray and then read my Bible and you know, I can hear the voice of God. If, you know, if we just had more time in our lives, we would just fill it with more activities, more distraction, and be even more exhausted than we are right now. We have all the time that we need. God's created our time limited for a reason. The, t- the part we all ignore is that we're too addicted, too ignorant, too distracted to do what we all know is important. And I'm, I'm guilty of this too, so I'm preaching to myself today as well. And even just this week, in, as we've had this week of prayer and fasting, there's been so many people that are fasting social media and screens, and I think that's you know, the reality that it has such a grip on our lives. And talking to especially so many young adults, and they're realizing, like, I don't know what to do with myself this way. I've got so much time. And it's like, we do have time. We just are so, we fill it with other things. And so... The answer is not more time to hearing the voice of God in our full lives. The answer is attention, making the best use of the time we have. Ephesians 5, 15 to 16 says, Look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, 
but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. And so hearing the voice of God, it starts with attention on Him, which is availability, and it's awareness, awareness that God is speaking through every moment. Attention, it is the beginning of devotion. Worship, it's us turning our attention onto God. And attention, it leads to awareness of God's voice. And Jesus, he is the perfect example of this. Jesus, he was a highly active person, but with a deep internal life of prayer and intimacy with the Father. Jesus made the best use of time that he had on earth being attentive and available to the voice of his Father amongst his full schedule. And so we're going to have a look at this. We see in Matthew 5, Matthew 4, sorry, as the launching pad into his ministry, Jesus was water baptized by John the Baptist and then led by the Spirit into the wilderness to pray and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. That sounds hectic. And before doing anything in his ministry, Jesus prioritizes putting his attention on his Father through prayer and fasting. And then the devil comes to tempt him in the wilderness. And we can think that is so like the devil, to come at Jesus when he is hungry and physically weak. You know, a bit hangry. Yes, Jesus, he was physically weak, but spiritually he was in a place of strength. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness because it was there and only there after a month and a half of prayer and fasting, putting his attention on his Father, that he had the capacity to take on the devil himself and walk away unharmed. And that's part of why over and over again, we see Jesus prioritize quality time with his father, putting his attention on him. Take Mark 1 as an example. Mark 1 is essentially one long chapter about Jesus' first day on the job as Messiah. It was a marathon day. He was up early. He was teaching in the synagogue, then healing Peter's mother-in-law over lunch, then up late healing the sick and demonized. He must have been well beyond exhausted. Yet then we read, Mark 1.35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. You would think that, you know, Jesus would have slept in, gone for a light run in the morning, and then had brunch with his disciples. You know, nothing says post-work week, recovery like scrambled eggs on toast with bacon. Come on. Keep fasting, guys. Keep fasting. It's good. Tension on God. Instead, Jesus, he was up early, out the door to pray, being available to his Father, putting his attention on him. And so to clarify, we see here that Jesus, he went into the wilderness for a month and a half and then came back to Capernaum for one day of busy activity. And then he headed straight back into the quiet place to pray. After one day, this is Jesus. And so this shows us that Jesus spending time with his Father in the the quiet place Hearing his voice, it wasn't just a once-off thing. It was an ongoing part of his rhythm in life. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus went to his quiet place no less than nine times. Luke 5, 16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So getting away from the distractions and putting his attention on his Father, it was a rhythm in his life. And we can do all we can to, to cultivate rhythms in our life where we have quality time with God to hear His voice. This is so important that we do this. However, so often we can be easily interrupted by the fullness of everyday life. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? But Jesus, He experiences too. We're in good company, people. It's okay. In Mark 
6, we see Jesus, uh, sorry, we see the disciples. They're exhausted after a few weeks of, of kingdom work. And also Jesus, he would have just found out that John the, ba- the Baptist who baptized him, he was recently brutally murdered and um, beheaded. And so both Jesus and the disciples, they're going through a lot right now. Their life is full. And then we pick up in Mark 6.30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they didn't even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me. Buy yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Have you ever felt like that? You're so busy there, you didn't even get a chance to eat. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Jesus and the disciples, they needed to get away to a quiet place. And it, and it sounds nice, right? Time resting with Jesus on a boat on the Sea of Galilee, you know? Spa day with Jesus, basically. Unfortunately, that's not how the story goes. In verse 33, But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them. This is our amazing Jesus. Even amongst the craziness of what he's experienced, he still has compassion on the people. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd, so he began teaching them many things. And I love the, the realism of this story. There are times when you, you know, what you really need is, is time alone with God, hearing his voice, but then, well, like life happens, you know? People's needs happen. Notifications happen. To-do lists happen. Your two-year-old decides it's time to have a party rather than sleep peacefully. This is the reality of life. And Jesus experienced this too. Jesus, he goes on to help the people because he's amazing. And it's the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. And then after a boy's backpack and 5,000 lunches later, we read in verse 45, Immediately, Jesus made his disciples, I love this, immediately, Jesus is like, this is enough. Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of the, him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Sounds good, mountainside prayer. It's good. It wasn't what was originally planned by Jesus and the disciples, but eventually they were able to rest and pray. And again, I love the realism of this story that we all get interrupted. And for me, before having kids, I had my quiet time with God down pat. It looked similar every day and it was great. I felt like I was hearing from God regularly. And then we got into the newborn baby land phase and everything changed. All of a sudden we had more responsibilities, more interruptions and less sleep. The pressure coming against my regular time with God had increased, but I kept persisting making sure that nothing was going to stop my quiet time with God. And then I remember there was this one particular morning. I got up early to pray and read my Bible to hear the voice of God. The night before, we had multiple times where we were up with Myla, baby Myla. And the day before, I remember doing my first workout after, you know, having the baby. And I I felt good. I felt like, you know, I'm back into it. I'm winning right now. And so I I was still a bit sore from that. And so getting up and praying and yeah, reading my Bible at that moment felt like a big effort, but I did it. I did it, guys. I sat down, ready to hear from God, and then all of a sudden, wah, wah, baby Myla was awake. I was angry. This baby was coming against my relationship with God. 
How dare they? I was angry at God. Like, don't you love me, God? I'm trying my best to do well in life right now. Can you just get this baby to sleep so I can read my Bible and hear from you, God? Come on. Anyway, I, I go to attend to Myla. She doesn't go back to sleep. So I, I take her out to, onto the play mat. And as we're playing, you know, I realize how much I love her and I ask for forgiveness from a baby. And we have a nice, you know, dad-daughter time playing together on the mat. And as I'm laying there on the ground early in the morning with Myla, just being together, I, I just had this moment of revelation. God spoke to me. And as I'm loving just being with my daughter, watching her busy playing, just busy being with her, I have the revelation that my love towards my daughter in this moment is the same with my Heavenly Father towards me. That He just loves being with me, even in life when I've got my head down, busy with activities, doing things, that He's there with me, watching over me, filled with love and joy towards me. And it's the same with all of us. We have a good, good Father. I had this beautiful moment with God, hearing the voice, His voice in my heart. And what I've learned through this experience and what I want to encourage us today is to turn the distractions into moments of hearing from God. Take the thing that felt like a distraction and make it your moment of encounter of hearing from God. Peter, Greg, he says, we have to make the most of all the little solitude moments throughout the day. There can be many moments of Selah throughout our day. We just need to find them, like our commute to and from work or after dropping the kids off at school, sitting alone on a crowded train, in the bathroom or walking between meetings. We often carelessly and comprehensively fill these moments with digital distraction and noise. We aspire to be more centered and less scattered, more peaceful and present, less reactionary and more attentive to the voice of God by honoring the little solitude moments each day with our undivided attention, refusing to reach for our phones the moment we find ourselves alone. We can easily turn these in-between moments into oases of stillness before God. Every moment can be a portal to God's presence. To hearing His voice, we just need to turn our ears and hearts to Him in those moments. And so whether you're a full-time mom, a person with a demanding job that has you up early in the morning, whether you're a student or just feel like your schedule is always full, be encouraged. God wants to speak to you through the distractions and in the fullness of life. You know, if Jesus needed to put time putting his attention on his father amongst the fullness of his life, then we definitely need to as well. It's central for us. God loves us and he wants an intimate personal relationship with us. And so my question for us to consider today is where can you turn the distractions in your everyday life into moments of hearing the voice of God? Instead of waking up and scrolling through social media or the news, can we spend a moment reading the Bible verse of the day in the Bible app? Starting our day, giving our first words of our day to God. Instead of having the radio, music or podcast on your commute to work, I've, I've started doing this, just turning off the noise and just being still before God. 20 minutes to and from work has been life-changing for me. Just going through the Lord's Prayer in that time has been life-changing for me. Or like I've done before, when I'm changing a nappy or cleaning up after a kid, 
just being reminded that God has also cleansed us of our mess and sin. Using this moment where I'm, you know, it's quite graphic, but wiping a baby's bottom, I'm just like, God, thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for, you know, cleansing me and then embracing me. And so we can use every moment of every day to hear the voice of God. God so loves you and he wants to meet you where you're at in every season. Let's pray. Father, God, we thank you that you are present always, God. We thank you that you promise to never leave us nor forsake us. And God, we just say we're sorry for where we've been caught up in distraction and the busyness of life, where we've been sucked into digital distraction. Lord, we just, again, surrender. We receive a forgiveness again today. And Father, we want to have our attention on you. We want to hear your voice, God. We don't want to skim our lives, Lord. We want depth. We want richness, Lord. We want to know your voice, God. And so help us in every season to recognize that you're speaking. Give us the ears to hear in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. God is moving here. And it's so great to be here with you this morning on hearing the voice of God. We want to hear the voice of God. Is he already speaking to us and are we listening and following? That's the fun thought I want us to be pondering today. Is he already speaking and are we listening and following? in how to hear God for normal people. Some of you may now own and be reading or have already read this book by Pete Gregg. He says, The problem is generally not that God isn't communicating and neither is it normally that we lack the capacity to hear. Rather, it's that we easily get disconnected, distracted and distanced from the intimate an immediate connection we were created to enjoy. He also says it's entirely possible, indeed entirely probable, that God already speaks to you more than you realise. This is why you need ears to hear him and the Spirit's help in discerning his voice amid all the other noise of life. So again... We want to hear the voice of God. Is he already speaking to us? And are we listening and following? So, to make, well, hopefully to make you feel a little more comfortable, I'm about to share a very personal and very fresh uh, story of my own experience that hopefully will help you today in your listening and following the familiar voice of your good shepherd. I wish I was sharing with you some awesome story of how God has been speaking to me and I just immediately jumped on board and was like, I'm all in. The world behind me, the cross before me, I shall live a perfect holy life, good shepherd. I think you can already tell that is not the story I'm sharing today. I am the miler in the story today. As Matt was sharing that, I was like, I'm the miler. She's almost three, I'm 42, and I'm still a miler. (laughs) 
I'm praying that as I'm sharing this today, if you too are hearing whispers from your Heavenly Father, loving invites from Him, that you will recognise His voice and follow. John 10, 27 in the New King James Version says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So a couple of years ago or so, I don't know where we are now, but um, I read Invitation to a Journey, a book that we have mentioned quite a few times, our team have read, and you may also have read. And that, that started or kicked off a very cool journey for me of being inspired and invited, I believe, by God to a deeper, more personal and intimate relationship with him. It really spoke to me about how as Christians we can be busy doing all the right, good things, all the action, while missing the slow, deep and intimate relationship with God that he wants with us. Again from Pete Gregg, he says... Nothing could ever be wilder than the human capacity to hear God's voice. And my journey started where I went, yep, I don't want to be a good Christian. I want to be a wild Christian. I want the wild of hearing God's voice in my everyday, all the time, the immediate and intimate connection. So having heard this invitation from God, I delved in and have prayed many times, I want to hear your voice more, Lord. That is truly my heart's desire. Also on me, (laughs) I really like movies and TV shows. I have always been a screen fiend. For me, it's like an escape, it's relaxing, it's how I often like to end my day, my jobs are done, my tasks are done, the kids are in bed or at least doing their own thing. It's my time. I like romance where people end up happy together. Uh, I like action as long as it's not too violent and disturbing for me. As long as everything ends up good, I'm happy. And there's nothing wrong with this. Well, it's probably a bit wrong with my taste, if you ask Ben, actually. Um, But there's nothing wrong with watching screens. I'm just going to put that out there. This is my story. However, since technology has advanced to the wonderful or not-so-wonderful point of me being able to watch said shows and movies on my device with my AirPods in to the exclusion of all others... Turning it off, particularly at night, as the last thing in my day, has become a bit of a struggle for me. Too often I have been pressing next, oh the next, when I know I have had enough, when there is still time left before I crash to read and pray, when it has been a healthy time to stop. And I know God has been speaking and inviting me to stop and to make space for him before I go to sleep. And that's through the whisper I hear when an episode is finishing and my finger hovers over the cross and the next, the cross and the next. But I need to know what's going to happen. I need to know everything's going to be okay. I hear 
the whisper. And I hear it through scriptures, like when um, I'm in my prayer time in the morning and reading Psalms. And one of my favourites, Psalm 63, verse 6, I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. And in the morning, I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I lie awake, Lord, thinking of you. However, (laughs) however, I often go to sleep thinking of the show I've just been watching and how I would change it or how I would make sure they got together. That's what I've often gone to sleep with, which is yuck. It's actually yuck because of what I want to be doing at night. And I know God has also been speaking to me through the many books and resources that we as a church and a team have been delving into across the last year. So here I am, on the one hand, I'm honestly seeking God. I want more of him in my life. I really do. And on the other, God is clearly speaking to me and I'm failing to follow or I'm trying. I'm putting things in place. I'm not watching screens during the week, but I'll do it on the weekend. The problem with that is the issue is still there for me. So I'm I'm following a bit. Lord, I want to hear more of you, but not at night because I'm tired and I'd rather just watch my screens. So real today, guys. (laughs) Could you all just forget about this as you leave the building and also don't tell anyone else? It is on Church Online, that's true. (laughs) But our oldest two kids aren't here today for different reasons. Not sure if that's good or bad. They probably also need to hear this. But they have a parent telling them, screens are done for the day, guys. It's so much easier when a parent is just like, shut it down. Thankfully, we have our good shepherd. Unless mum or dad, you could call me at 8.30pm every night. That would be handy. Karen, turn your screens off. Here's how I see it. I am sort of following the good shepherd and then I run backwards into the sheep pen just to do my own thing for a little bit. And then I'm all in. Yep, I hear you. I'm following you. But I'm pretty tired, so I'm going to chill back in the sheep pen tonight. That's me. I wrote, I'm a very slow and frustrating sheep. (laughs) It is like hilarious and not hilarious. I'm asking God for more of his voice. And he's saying, yes, Karen, I hear you. I'm actually already speaking to you, inviting you to create more space in your life so that you can hear me. That's what you're asking for. And I'm like, no, I just want to hear good stuff. I want to hear stuff about other people and bless them. I just, I don't want to make changes in my life. I'm, I'm doing okay, aren't I? <laughs> Sometimes we have to lay stuff down. So anyway, as I said, very, this is very fresh, right? I've been coming into the sheep pen, going back, forward, back, forward. And only just in this very month, I got so frustrated with this battle going on in myself that I just said, I'm putting the screen down. So the device, oh, actually, <laughs> I said this online as well, the device I'm actually preaching from is causing me problems 
but today it's, it's a good screen. So anyway, for the month of August, I'm just not watching anything on my personal device. The AirPods aren't going in and I'm not excluding others. So how am I feeling? How am I going? We're about three weeks in and I'm feeling pretty good, if I'm honest. When you take away the device, the battle's done, right? I'm still often like, oh, now would be a great time just to escape into my bedroom. Everyone's got something going on. I could just go now. I'm still feeling the pull, but... I have definitely felt clearer in my head. I love going to sleep, not thinking about something that isn't even real. (laughs) Oh, it's so screens. What What was that phrase, Matt? Digital distractions. Digital distractions. Um, So yeah, I'm feeling good. I do feel clearer in my head for sure and I've definitely been hearing God in little but different ways so far, which is so exciting. That's what I want. I want the wild of the little and different, the Sharon Gilbert moments where someone is in your house and you feel God just say, pray for them. We want those all the time, right? And I would just say maybe you are hearing him too. Like me, you just haven't been ready to fully listen and follow. I just want to encourage us to trust that his invite, like his invite for me, is prompting us for our good, to life to the full. Again, watching screens, shows, movies is not bad. Please hear that. It's just that for me, the habit was just drawing me away from what I was actually deciding I wanted. And that's where I think there's an issue. When you decide this is what I'm going to do, but you end up over here, there's something not quite, not quite right. So today you may be like me, pursuing God, seeking him, genuinely wanting to hear from him and live life to the full. But just maybe possibly not listening to or actually following what he is already saying. Maybe there's something God's familiar voice is inviting you to do, to stop, to lay down for a while or change, and you haven't yet. And as I have been speaking, maybe you are recognising ways that God has been speaking to you. Maybe it's the whisper a book you've read, advice from a trusted friend, a parent. (laughs) Maybe you've heard an invite to better, to rich and satisfying in an area of your life. We want to hear the voice of God. Is he already speaking to us and are we listening and following Band, if you would love, like to come and join me, that would be great. John chapter 10, verse 27 again. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And what is it his voice is leading us to? Life to the full. Life to the full. An invite to a better way, a better place to a rich and satisfying life. That is where his voice leads.
to our heart's desires, to a deeper and more immediate and intimate connection than we have had before. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.